Are you tired of hearing mental health from a superficial view and want to hear about realistic views? Well, you come to the right place, a space where healing is central, but also normalized. Your hosts, Donika and Myra, who are in the mental health field, will explore topics to help promote healing in your everyday life. Through our podcast, you will get the real and the work to focus on your healing. Welcome to Black Women Healing Podcast. So today we have a special guest. Her name is Bianca. And before we introduce you, we like to start off with a discussion question. So my question to you is, why do you think that it is that hobbies are starting to die out? Why is that when you ask people about their hobbies, they're just like, I don't know. Like, I don't really have a hobby. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I'll talk about that because I don't have one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I don't. Well, let me say this. I think for me, I've been so focused on my business mm-hmm. and building my business and my, you know, being a mental health professional. To me, it's actually a calling. So it doesn't feel like work. So I might be out going to a place or doing something and it's fun, but I'm still technically working. Yeah. Um, so that's why I don't have a hobby because I just love what I do and I find it hard to make a separation. So probably because people are just working a lot. If you're like me, you know, but you could pick a hobby. What would you pick for your hobby to be? Hmm. I would like to, I've always been a dancer. So I'd like to get back into going to dance classes. Um, I think that's what I would do. Oh, what type of dance do you like to do? Um, so I used to do a lot of like the street hip hop dancing and I actually used to be a pole dance instructor. Nice. That's dope. Yes. So (laughs) I know most people don't, they're like, what did you do? But yeah, I did that (laughs) for quite a few years. So, you know, I would like to, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I listen a lot of people, they'll talk about like their hobbies, but the way they'll talk about it will be in a way that it makes them money. So like if their hobby doesn't really make them money, then they'll be like, mm, I kind of have to drop that hobby because we kind of live in 2020. It's like, if you're not making money, how are you kind of making ends meet? You don't really have time for fun anymore. Everything is about like hustle and grinding. I totally, totally feel you. So that's, see, see, that's, that's what I said but actually one of the things I do do like what you guys are doing is I travel so um so that's not like an everyday hobby or weekly or something you do monthly Mm -hmm. so um if I was to say that has probably been my biggest thing I've been traveling since I was I don't know maybe two or one my mom was taking me traveling so, so I just the thing like I have um, to travel every few months or something like that like how do you set it up for yourself? um I would so I am very good at um putting in all of the days I'm gonna be away a year like at the end of December uh-huh. I put I don't know where I'm going I just block time off um, so yeah, and sometimes it's just a matter of, oh my gosh, I need a break. I need to get out of here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love traveling. I actually um just came back from London from home. 
-hmm. maybe a week or so ago and I got to travel first class on the way back so that was the amazing experience yeah I love you know I really love London have you been so I did a trip. I went to Paris and then London and I went to Paris and I wasn't very happy. And then I went to London and mm-hmm. I was like, why are the people like this? Like the people were just so nice. And I'm really into <laughs> like how the people treat me. And so I was like, I love London. Like I'll go back anytime, but Paris, I'll probably just pass on that. But London definitely. Yeah. Paris people, you know, I've been <laughs> to Paris a few times and a lot of people say that that you have to get used to them but other parts of France excuse me um they're a bit nicer so yeah most but yeah London's cool London's but yeah cool. um so we're gonna go ahead and get started and introduce our guest um can you pull up her bio yeah so um so today we have Bianca and um sorry y'all so <laughs> Bianca specializes in perfectionism, helping people embrace their imperfections and authentically be themselves. She helps clients work through concerns of self-worth and healthy relationships, identity, or feeling overwhelmed. Her approach within therapy is direct, but open. Meeting clients where they are, providing them freedom to change when they're ready. She believes in empowering and equipping people with skills, tools, and resources they can utilize for life. In addition, her passion to eliminate mental health stigmas which are prevalent within the black community as well as eliminating the gap between christianity and therapy Ooh, that's good bianca is a licensed professional counselor in georgia speaker authenticity coach and host of authenticity wednesday podcast that's dope bianca why you do a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> thank you thanks <laughs> i try i try not to do i don't think i'm doing any more like I think the only thing to add is an uh, author. Author. That's so, it. I'm done. Tell us about the author part. Um, well, you know, everyone likes to write a book, but I'm actually working on something right now. Um, and it's going to be journal prompts mm. because I find that I'm always telling my clients to journal. It's my number mm. one tool. Mm-hmm. And then I tell them to go to Pinterest and I got tired of telling them to go to Pinterest. So I figured I'd just make my own. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like that's you what I'm working on in therapy? Yes. Actually people are always <laughs> surprised when I tell them to go to Pinterest. They're like Pinterest. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's actually really good. It's got some good stuff. Yeah. So I interviewed for a job and they were asking me about interventions that I use. And I told them I use Pinterest and they were like looking at me like, huh? And so I explained it to them. They were like, oh, that makes so much sense. And they were like, we're definitely going to steal that. And I was like, go ahead. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) So can you describe how you begin to find your passion in mental health field? And particularly, um, tell us a little bit about being a licensed professional counselor. Yeah. So... This is definitely a calling for me. Um, And for me, I just really wanted to do what God called me to do. I did actually work in travel for 10 years. So this is actually a second career. (laughs) Um, And so there's only so much you can do in travel. And I just really wanted to make a difference in people's lives. I didn't know what. So it probably took a year of like volunteering and prayer and things like that. And I finally realized also experiencing my own counseling that this is what I wanted to do um so I was very brave and I and I went back 
um, to study, to get my master's for two mm-hmm. years. And um, that's how I got into the field. And I love every minute of it. Um, I love what I do. I love every minute. Because there's so many different things you can do with it. Um, you know, you don't have to just stay and be a therapist. Like, you know, I have a podcast now. I do coaching and I do speaking. And so it enables me to bring the mental health aspect into areas where perhaps people wouldn't come into the therapy room. Yeah, most definitely. So mm-hmm. I've been engaged in conversations with people lately and they've just been talking about trying to figure out what their calling is, what their purpose is. And so mm-hmm. I like what you're talking about. You found your calling. And so that mm-hmm. makes me wonder, were there steps that you took? Were there things that you noticed where you were like, oh my goodness, I think that, you know, this is something I need to be doing. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I always tell people, there's a couple of things I tell people because I actually get that a lot with Mm -hmm. my clients. Um, And so I keep it very simple and people are like, what? So the first thing is always go back to what did you do when you were younger? What Mm -hmm. did you enjoy? Mm -hmm. What did you dream about? What did people tell you you shouldn't do? Mm -hmm. Um, Or that's not possible? Go back to that thing. Mm -hmm. and kind of flush it out write down always like I cannot explain to people how important it is to just write things down even if it doesn't make Mm -hmm. sense because you always have something to go back to because you are going to forget and so I will always go back even now when I'm doing stuff go back to my writings I'm like oh I wrote this ages ago oh I could use this now or this makes sense today so um those are that's couple of things and then the other thing that helped me was I looked at all the things like jobs I had done interactions and I wrote down what did I enjoy about it Mm -hmm. and from realizing what I enjoyed I was able to kind of like narrow it down into okay this is what it's going to like and I always tell people the job that helped me the most was actually being a a pole dance instructor and even today like being an instructor has helped me so much like Mm -hmm. speaking and teaching and breaking things down and not being afraid to talk in public Mm -hmm. and doing things on the fly um empowering Mm -hmm. people a lot of it came from that because that was the one job that I was like oh my god this is so great so Yeah. yeah That's really cool and super amazing. I think that it's cool to hear about other people finding their path because other people will hear this and be like, oh my goodness, I remember this thing when I was a kid and people told me, no, you can't do that. You won't make any money or that won't make any sense. And then thinking about it later, because I mean, we're in 2020. This is the age where you can do anything and make money and people will flock to you with ease. So I think that's pretty dope. So um, in reading your bio and researching about you a little bit, you talk about a lot about perfectionism. And so yes. I'm wondering, how did you even find your niche in that? <laughs> I, always, I always have a story to tell. Oh my gosh, I'm like, <laughs> that's another story. Um, it's funny, I, was listening, I recorded a podcast today and I was like, man, you tell a lot of stories. So let's see. I actually, so this was my thought. So I used to actually do some work with um, women who have been sex trafficked. I worked as a, in a home as a coach and I did some volunteering. Okay. And I always thought about, well, what about the men 
and boys who'd been sex trafficked. So I initially thought that, and this doesn't mean it's not going to happen, that I was going to work with men and boys. I have done so much work with women. I've been in ministry. I've just, you know, like I said, I was a pole dance instructor. So it was a whole bunch of women. And I was like, I'm tired of working with women. I don't want to work with no more women. So that was my idea. Yeah. But God had another idea. Mm. And um, it came to me that, no, you need to work with women because you've overcome this perfectionism. Like you're overcoming it. You're so much far ahead and you need to bring those women in and you need to give the tools and you're the one who can recognize it. You're the one who can call it out. You're the one who can give the tools. You're the one who understands the pain and what they're going through. And so I always tell people, it's not like I'm perfect. Like I still struggle with perfectionism, but Mm -hmm. I know the tools. I know how to um, help myself in those areas. And so, yeah, that's how it came about. And it was so, it was easy. The language spotting it, it was just so easy. It's just like, oh, okay. It makes sense. So that's how that came about. That's amazing. So you from what I'm hearing you utilize something that like you were kind of struggling with that you worked through and then you kind of implemented that to working with others yeah um one of the things I've realized that and I help people sometimes figure that out is that especially when it comes with therapists is that if you want to do a niche you're probably your client mm. you're probably your client <laughs> So Bianca, one of the so funny you say that because one of the things I've been struggling with, especially as I've been going to like private practice, is that I don't have a Mm -hmm. I don't have one yet. And so like I like right now I work with everyone. I work with couples, individuals, and I like I I mean my thing is black women and black people, but I don't have and I don't know what that is yet, but it's interesting to hear you say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Go back to the, that pain, that pain, that pain. Go back to that point where you were in pain. Mm-hmm. Now it might just make it sense to me because I know my niche is like anything teens, no matter what you throw at me, teenagers. I don't, like when it comes to kids, like I can do kids, but that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. When it comes to adults, I don't really care to do adults. When it comes to couples, I do teenage couples. So it's like anything with teens. So it could be like a mom and daughter. It could be a dad and a daughter, a dad and a son, whatever. But anything teens. And then now I'm thinking about, I'm like, teens is when I struggle the most in life. So and now it's all making sense. I'm making that connection. Yep. That's wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So Yeah. Have- so just keep writing that stuff down. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Uh, we're gonna move to the next question. So it says, um, "Why do you think people struggle to be freely themselves?" Oh man, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> that I can <laughs> that I can give a few answers to. Um, what I see. So, um, from my own experience, and definitely just thinking about what I see on the couch. Um, fear. Fear of the unknown, fear of rejection. Um, You know, our number one desire is to be loved, to be accepted. And so the fear that we will not be accepted if we are who we are, then that stops us from being free. There is that also that 
feeling like if you really knew who I was and all the things I do and all the things I think about, I don't think you'd love me. I don't think you'd want to know who I am. Um, then there's also the fear of being hurt, right? You've got to be open. In order to be free, you have to be open and you have to be vulnerable. But you have to make sure you do it in a safe space, in a sacred space where you're going to be honored. And unfortunately, in this day and age, we don't always have that. And so fear is a very, very big thing that stops us from being free. And then also the expectations of society and what they expect us to be and what we've been groomed to be, whether it be from parents and family members, from pictures, mm-hmm. from movies, all those images, it's, it could be very foreign to think, oh, I can be something else. Yeah. So that's probably the most in a nutshell to break it down why we struggle most definitely my next question kind of goes into that um which kind of is because i know you kind of talk about perfectionism a lot and so in your own words can you define perfectionism yeah it's um consistent and exhausting consistent and exhausting cycle of trying to be enough oof Yeah, it's a consistent and exhausting cycle of trying to be enough. Where do you think this is probably a question (laughs) has like no answer, but I'm just thinking about because I work with girls in high school and I'm thinking about some of the girls that I work with. And I'm thinking about one girl in particular that I work with. I love her dearly, but she really struggles with perfectionism. And I think I struggle with connecting with her and connecting with like, where is this rooted from and where do I begin? So I think my question Mm -hmm. for you is like, where is it rooted from? If you know, like, where does that, Mm because I want to identify where it's rooted Mm -hmm. from to help her kind of not move along but help her through it because I feel mm-hmm. like now that she's presenting this to me as a teenager I can help her through this so that when she's an adult it looks a little bit different because I feel like perfectionism is something you're always going to encounter throughout life yes mm-hmm. but the way mm-hmm. she's experiencing it is so deeply rooted and I'm like what like where do I start so like where do you think that's rooted from I guess in my question. so it goes back again to the fear of rejection that's the root um, because in the sense that they probably experienced in some form or some form of way, a rejection, they tried something, they opened up and they were rejected. Mm-hmm. That pain was so deep that they don't want to feel it again because mm-hmm. they probably feel like they can't survive or it just will not be okay. So then you choose the route of, I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to do everything correctly. So then I never have to experience that pain again and that I'm okay with everybody and no one criticizes me. No one judges me. So I'm just going to be perfect because I just cannot absolutely even think about feeling that pain of rejection. So it's a very deep rooted 
pain. And if we just go back to the fact that we are wired to connect Mm -hmm. and so that fear of that disconnection, not being accepted and being rejected, it's like innate in us. And so once that kind of gets hurt and, you know, poked at, we don't want to, we don't want that to happen again. So, um, just in regards to that person who has the, the, the deep root, so we are wired to connect that's just natural that's innate in us and so when we are disconnected from people um even disconnected from ourselves Mm -hmm. but mostly from people that's a very deep pain and it's a very lonely place Mm -hmm. and it's a place that we avoid and so rejection and not being accepted is one of those places we experience disconnection Mm -hmm. and that is not good for any human being and so we protect ourselves from that by being perfect Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense because she literally just texted me the other day and she won't mind i tell her that i'm going to share with other people so i can help you out um (laughs) and so she kind of texted me the other day and she kind of was telling me about how she's still struggling with perfectionism i've been trying to help her with it i connected her with the mentor but she was like, I feel like I need to be talking with you about it because you get it more. And so one of the things that she's struggling with, she's like, I feel like I have to be perfect now because I feel like I have to be perfect. I don't have friends. And so I don't know how to connect with people. Like, I feel like a robot. Like, I'm trying to, like, navigate these relationships and I'm moving in a robotic way. And the way these people are responding is just like, what are you doing type of thing. And so I'm just curious, like, if you have tips for young women or young girls who are like experiencing this because for her I know she has this picture of herself where her parents are from Nigeria so now she's here and she's like trying to be this perfect person because her parents she's first generation in the states um she wants to have straight A's she's like president of all these different things but she really desires friendships but because she's so used to being perfect in these different areas, she's like, how do I be perfect in a friendship? So like, what like little tips do you have that I can maybe share with her? Um, and so in regards to trying Wait, say it one more time. Hello? Yeah. In regards to trying to be perfect in a friendship or not be perfect in a friendship? In regards to being perfect in every area of her life, we're trying to maintain a friendship or trying to build a friendship. Okay. So, um, well, that's not possible. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Thank you. I didn't hear from somebody else. Thank you. Um, And going back to that exhausting cycle, right? Mm I So I would ask a question. Here's a very good question. If your life was perfect, what would you do next? Mm-hmm. Okay. and so it begins to make them think about wait what what do you mean mm-hmm. you know um and so now they're looking at once they finally achieve this goal then what right. and once they begin to write that down and talk about that they'll reveal some things that you can then kind of help them with a bit more okay i like that I like that that question was very simple, but it can lead to a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And you just have to be so patient. You really have to be patient. 
patient, very compassionate. Um, the fact that they're even admitting that they have a struggle with perfectionism is a step because mm -hmm. why would someone who's trying to be perfect admit that there's, yeah, there's a huge step. So yeah, so just constantly reassure them and reaffirming them um, in that. Mm -hmm. Bianca, what's your take on perfectionism and its impact on Black women in particular? Ooh. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so there's two perspectives because I talk about this. I was talking about it a few times. One is the Black superwoman syndrome. So that is that trying to do it all, take care of everyone, pay all the bills, be by yourself don't ask for help and you're in that you're not slowing down it's um impacting your physical health your mental health your just your whole peace yeah um there's no space to take care of yourself mm -hmm. and so you know you're having this high anxiety high depression now you're drinking more because you're not giving yourself that break because you've put in this pressure and this high achieving expectation to be this i don't know better than black woman and so that's one way that i see um, black women struggling with perfectionism the other way is for christian women black christian women and that's the proverbs 31 woman um and so that woman is got a mix in with the black superwoman and then on top of it it's this proverbs 31 that's got to be this perfect woman perfect wife and all these things and she doesn't really like exist it's more of a guide and so those are two different ways that for black women i see the pressure and the perfectionism coming up unrealistic expectations basically yeah, I like that. Um, I love talking about black women and superwoman syndrome in general, because I always mm -hmm. refer to myself as superwoman, but I do it. And I say it in a point where like, for example, at work the other day, I was just like, I have two sides to me. I'm superwoman and I'm, superwoman and I'm Myra, but superwoman has to be let go sometime so that I can zone in on Myra because Myra is not superwoman. Myra has weaknesses, Myra has flaws. And my girl was just like, what? And I was like, <laughs> she was so confused. She was like, you have two sides? And I was like, you don't understand because you're not black. <laughs> so like we laughed about it. But I just love talking about it because I think like I really, something I'm trying to do in 2020 is know that I can rely on other people. So I think about myself as like, I've always lived a life of like, even as a child, like I didn't depend on people. I didn't depend on my parents. Even now, like my parents, I don't really depend on them. I figure it out as I go. Like, I got this. And that's always my thing. Like, I got this. But then at the end of 2019, I was just like, I don't got this. Like, I'm breaking. I'm falling. I'm depressed. I'm sad. Like, I can't do this on my own. And so it got to a point where I was just like, you cannot always be superwoman. And superwoman, I think to truly be superwoman is to show your weaknesses and, and lean on others. And so that's when I was just like, you can't, like, be perfect all the time. You have to realize that leaning on other people is okay. And leaning on other people shows that you're strong. So I just love engaging in this conversation in general because I need other women to realize like we break, we bend, and that's okay. Like it's completely fine. So I'm happy that. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love that because actually that's my probably one of the biggest things I talk about is that 
for black women and in general and overcoming the perfectionism, you definitely have to learn to ask for help. Asking for help saved my life. Yes, me too. And now I... <laughs> I will not stop asking for help. Seriously. Like I will, even <laughs> if I have to pay for help, I will pay for help because I cannot do it all. In order for me to function, like you know, anything that you see me doing, any of the work I'm doing, I never did this on my own. I asked people. I got help. I have support. I have coaches. I have a therapist. Um, you know, I have friends. I no there is no way like and one of the things this year definitely with my business is focusing more on asking for help and paying for help um i want to get it to the point that i'm only doing the things that only i need to do Mm -hmm. like that's the point you really need to get if you're in private practice or you have your own business is that you are only doing the things that only you can do and no one else can do Mm -hmm. i hope y'all are listening because what bianca is saying is like the truth you're laughing but like I mean it's the truth because all of the things that you're saying you realize for your business I think I realize for my personal life and I feel like if other women people in general realize this for their personal life you'll be so much happier because I feel like once I started saying because when my friends would ask me like how are you doing today I will go that automatically good but then once my friends started asking how I was doing and I couldn't take it anymore I was just like I'm depressed and so they would ask me, like, what's going on? And I would just tell them because it got to a point where it's like, I need to tell somebody what's going on with me and to let go of that heavy load. I mean, it relieves so much. So I'm appreciating that. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah. I love it. So I want to kind of ask you a little bit about, like, how perfectionism impacts other aspects of life. So when, um, what can one do when they're being themselves causes them to lose their jobs, friends, and other basic living necessities? Kind of thinking about like how, let's say, for example, like I'm really struggling with perfectionism and it might impact different areas of my life. What can I do to kind of like help myself out? First of all, you got to admit that you need help. Mm-hmm. And that is a problem. Um, and that, you know, you have to be willing to make changes because if you're not willing to make changes then it's not going to work, like, and when I say willing to make changes, like you're not doing it just so you can get back those basic, basic stuff that you want to get back that stuff, but you're operating in a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's going to be my first thought. And then just, you know, do things like ask other people what are you doing? Do you see a therapist? Google, go on Instagram. (laughs) My brother said this the other day. I have a a brother. He's because we're about 12 years apart, which I love because he's a true millennial. And um, he said, (laughs) and he said to me, he was like, you know, Bianca, like YouTube is, YouTube is university. It's like university. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like, you can find everything on YouTube. And so I want to say to that person, like, Google it, go on YouTube and then find the resources that work for you. There's Instagram, hashtag it. Um, There is no way in this day and age that you cannot find resources. You just have to be willing to raise your hand and be vulnerable and take that risk and say, I need help. So that is what I would say, because if you are not willing to be vulnerable and ask for help, then it doesn't matter. It's not going to happen. You're not going to look for the resources. And if you're hungry enough, you will find them. Yeah. yeah. I like how you're talking about like 
because when I think of our resources, I'm that person, I'm quick to talk about the free things, but other people are not always as quick to talk about the free things. And I like how you're talking about like YouTube, that's free. Ask people, that's free. Library. Um, yeah, Library. like all free things, because I really appreciate that because not everybody has access to all these other things that might cost money. But I mean, YouTube is completely free. And my dad always jokes and says, like, if I can't figure it out for you, and I'm your go-to person, I'll figure it out through YouTube. So that's like our ongoing joke. So I like hearing other people say, like, just go to YouTube, like, figure it out. Because I feel like therapy is great, but what are we giving to our clients to utilize outside of therapy? What are we telling them that they can do? I always tell my clients, utilize Pinterest. Come on, like, Pinterest has so many different things. So I'm mm -hmm. a YouTube piece. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because that's you know like i was saying like it says in the bio like i'm gonna give you tools and resources so you don't have to rely on me yep. like literally you can ask any of my clients like i try, I try to get rid of them they're like no we need to stay with you and maintenance <laughs> i'm like no you need to figure this out but they do they eventually do like when they don't yes you do you know i will hold your hand but only for a short certain amount of time you have to be willing to do the work like as well like I always tell clients I'm absolutely not working harder than you no way yeah. I'm not working harder than you mm -mm. it's I not my life I'm not with you all the time I definitely appreciate that yeah and the reason why I brought up the, the question is because I think you hear sometimes people who are having problems and like their jobs and everyday life they'll be like well I'm being myself this is who I am you're gonna accept it right and then but they're not able to get friends they're not able to keep a job and so then that's when it is looking within yourself well you are being yourself but it's something going on there right right exactly if you have to be honest be like yeah okay you 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 maybe you are being yourself maybe they are right but being yourself is maybe not healthy at this time mm. and so you know i remember talking to someone and they said that they were realizing that they didn't have good relationships, kind of what you're saying, and that people weren't always talking to them or they couldn't keep jobs. And they eventually, eventually figured out, okay, something's wrong with me. I have to find out help. And they eventually realized that they have um, ADHD. Mm. Um, ADHD? Just, sorry? I said they're an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm actually finding that a lot now, actually, that a lot of people are not realizing they have ADHD until they're an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of it goes undiagnosed. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for sharing. So, yeah. um, I know you kind of shared in different uh, ways over the times we've been talking, but what are some of the tools that you give your clients of our audience to work on their healing outside of therapy? Yeah, so, and I know you guys asked for some little homework. So I do, <laughs> on, my, on my website, so my number one tool, like I said, is journaling. And on my website, I do have um, a freebie, um, well, a couple of freebies. I have some affirmations, which I think is good and helpful. And then I also have a journaling prompt, and they are on perfectionism and then boundaries. Um, and so... I my number one tool is to journal but people get stuck so I do have journaling prompts um that people can use 
Um, of course, self-care. Now, when I talk about self-care, I'm not talking about getting your nails done. I'm talking about how many hours are you sleeping? Mm. How many hours are you how many hours are you spending working? Mm. Um, what what is your budget like? Mm-hmm. Are you taking care of your finances? Mm-hmm. Um, who are you interacting with? Are they people that are healthy or unhealthy? Yeah. Um, and so we're just looking at that everyday stuff as well as, um, you know, the big stuff like travel and, and um, hobbies and things like that. But I think sometimes we just forget about the everyday stuff that help us. And so if you're, trying to be perfect like you're just focusing on you're not focusing on you and connecting with you and so once you're doing self-care that helps you to begin to connect back to yourself because it's all about identity um, with perfectionism and that's a sense of I am enough so you know it's the opposite of I feel like I'm never enough to the point of wait I am enough I may not be perfect mm-hmm. but I'm enough so that's why you know on my website I have the tagline be you um yeah and the other thing like I said asking for help learning to ask for help and um resting and being compassionate so self-compassion yeah so those are a couple of the tools can you go Mm -hmm. into a little bit about what self-compassion is yeah so self-compassion I say is a antidote one of the antidotes to perfectionism so when we think about compassion we think about someone suffering someone in pain so a friend in pain and so when a friend's in pain we tend to reach out and ask them are you okay what do you need you know we tell them to slow down we tell them you know this is a rough time take care of yourself like don't be so harsh right but when we suffer and we're in pain we tend to be like you got to get it together this is not okay. And we're very harsh and critical. So self-compassion is giving yourself the same compassion you would give um, a friend. You're like, okay, this is a rough time. Like, like, you know, people act of self-compassion and recognizing that I'm in pain. So that would be a simple I like to say it's initially um it's really becoming your own best friend Mm, yeah absolutely well thank you so much Bianca for sharing some of those tools we can't wait to um one have the like post to share with our audience but also when they listen to this I think it's going to be super super helpful you're welcome thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure yeah, I think you pointed out some really good um, points for people who might be even struggling with perfectionism and don't even know. Um, so I'm hoping that they hear this and they're realizing like you also dropped some good like resources for them to kind of check out that are free um, <laughs> to you know, out therapy. So I'm really appreciative of you and the work that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. You're doing an awesome job too. Okay, and last but not least, last but not least, it's not a question, but it's also about like, uh, kind of you talking about the Christianity piece. We most definitely need to have an episode on that. Uh, so I really appreciate you touching on that. Yeah. <laughs> so you're asking me to touch on it real quick? 
<laughs> we want you to come back and have a full episode. Oh, that. oh. <laughs> oh yeah. You you know what? You're right. I will need to come back and do a full episode because that's a whole yes. that's a whole nother piece. But yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's a whole nother piece. But at least we touch, we're touching on it, and we're we're gonna plan for it because it's most definitely needed. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I'd definitely love to come and talk on that. <laughs> Cool. Well, Bianca, we want to thank you so much for um, taking the time out of your day to talk with us and to come and share your knowledge. It's very valuable and we're very appreciative for us gaining this new knowledge and also our listeners because I feel like this is one of my favorite episodes. I feel like this is probably one of my favorites. So I'm very appreciative. <laughs> You're just saying that. <laughs> I'm definitely not. I don't lie. <laughs> she's never, okay. She's never, thank she's you. She's never said that. She's never said really? that. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> And your voice is thank like, you. This is soothing too. Yeah, definitely. Oh, so like, uh, thank you, ladies. I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me. So, um, I can't wait for it to come out, and I'll definitely be sharing this. Yes, and we'll contact you right. um again for the other episode. So, thank you so much. All right, bye. All right, y'all. I hope that you like our speaker. I mean, I loved it. It was freaking amazing. Um, and so there's a book I've been reading. It's by Cleo Wade. She's amazing. She puts out different books and it kind of has a mix of poetry with a mix of like kind of talking to your friend, little excerpts. But this book I'm reading is called Heart Talk. And so I just want to share a little passage with you all. And it talks about connection um, and comparison. So it says, we are here to connect, not compare. There is a reason why we are not in this world alone. It is because we are all connected and need each other to function peacefully, purposefully, and powerfully. We cannot know happiness or true power if we are constantly in a state of comparison and competition. Comparison and extreme competition run on insecurities and the belief in scarcity, which inevitably isolates us from one another. Composition believes there is one pie, and when someone else takes a piece of it, there is less for others. Our highest self knows that there is no pie. Connection rejects the idea of competing for anyone. Things run and runs instead on gratitude and abundance, which weaves us more deeply into each other's lives so that we may better support each other in the world. Connection knows that everything we accomplish in life is much more fulfilling when we help others along the way. Don't let the spirit of comparison and competition take you somewhere fast when the spirit of collaboration can take you someplace far instead and this just makes me think about like the work I do with my community um and how I kind of crave the desire to connect with others and push them up higher and how connecting with others and pushing those others into higher places and just helping them get to where they want to be has been fulfilling rather than comparing myself to oh I'm not there oh I'm not doing this that's not even a thought because I'm too busy on connecting with others and so before I hand it over to Donika, I just wanted to share that we will be doing a workshop in DC. It's going to be April 4th. Um, we're not sure of the time just yet, specifically in Landover, Maryland. And we're going to be talking about communication for daughters. And so we're just going to give you like little tips and tricks on better ways to communicate with your mom. If you are a daughter, um, we'll share our personal experiences. It'll be very interactive. We don't like that lecture style type of stuff. So we're super excited for that. If you're in the DC area, feel free to check it out. And once again, we are having our Black Women's Healing Circles in both LA and San Diego. Feel free to check them out for full details in our Instagram bio. And that's all I got for y'all this week. What you got, Danica? You said my part. <laughs> How did I say your part? What you mean? You said my part, y'all. You ain't got nothing to share. No, my part was the events. <laughs> <laughs> Mike was talking about all the events. 
But so basically, like she's saying, like I was going to talk about the circles. Um, y'all know I'm excited about us going to different cities and being able to share Black Women's Healing podcasts, in particular with cities and making it more personal. So I just want y'all to come out for that. Um, yeah, so go ahead and buy the tickets. If you haven't followed us, please follow us at um, on Instagram at BWH underscore pod, P-O-D. And also on Facebook. And then also, y'all, when y'all listen, whatever platform you listen on, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, we're on like everything. Make sure you go ahead and like it and subscribe and leave a comment if you want to, because it helps us to know what y'all want. Y'all can even leave a comment and say, hey, we want to talk about the sky. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we want to communicate with y'all and we want to give y'all content that y'all want to listen to as well as us. So, Most yeah, definitely. interact with us. So, um, our guest today, Bianca, was kind of talking about journals and journal prompts. And so, um, Target is doing specifically uh, little stations for um, African, African, what am I talking about? Black History Month, my bad, y'all. African American, <laughs> I don't keep saying that. <laughs> I want to say African American History Month so bad. Black History Month. And so, they have books, candles made by Black folks. Um, they have shirts geared towards Black folks. They have, um, like, albums you can buy mm-hmm. uh like i said books movies anything you could think of whatever is made by black people that's in target they put it all in one section um hair products all that and so i was in there and i was like let me see what they got and so i ended up buying this journal and the journal says on the front dream believe achieve and it's made by taria and kiki k it's mainly kiki k um so you can go on kiki k K-I-K-K-I-K.com and you can buy this book and the book is for helping you find your purpose and so the proceeds of this book actually go to Oprah School in Africa so I was like what are the odds like I always get aligned with my purpose which is helping girls in schools um so I thought that was really dope and so this book just has little journal prompts in it it has quotes to keep you pushing along um it's a very interactive book I love it I haven't read anything in it because I've kind of just been like reading through it so feel free to check that out. And I hope that y'all enjoyed today's podcast. Look forward to um, chatting with y'all. Please be more interactive in our comments. Give us a thumbs up, a like. Give us a thumbs down even too. Let us know what we're doing wrong that you want us to see. Or let us know what we can work on. We're open to any type of feedback. So we look forward to um, chatting with y'all again next week. Bye.